you want to do you want to kick it off? Or? Um, no, you kick it off. I can't think of anything to say. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm passing the book to you. you I can't, I can't either. But yeah, yeah, I'll find something. Uh, I'll figure it out. Do it. Welcome to a festive edition of the Podomart Podcast. We've got two games in the book club this month, as the Mega Drive and SNES versions of Aladdin go head-to-head, and we debate which one's best. Plus, we're picking even more favourites in our 2020 Podomart Awards. Welcome back to episode 28, I want to say, um, yeah. <laughs> of Pod'em Up. Are you feeling festive, Tibbs? Uh, yeah. 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 Full of full of festive um, cheer. Full of festive and cheer. mirth. Mm. <laughs> you bring the gift of mirth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not, I say festive uh, edition, it's not really... Uh, it's not really that Christmassy. We've got uh, two games set in the desert uh, in our book club. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's how festive it is, yeah. 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 It's been a stinker of a year, hasn't it? Um, it has been a stinker you know, of a year. So yeah. let's draw it to a, a close with with hopefully, two games set in the desert. Yeah, and hopefully not a stinker of an episode. Oh, no, hopefully was, never, never, never a stinker, a stinker of, an of an episode. Fragrant, yeah. if anything. A fragrant episode. Yes. Not only have we got two book club uh games to talk about this year we've also got the uh the much talked about bottom up awards it's 2020 all, it's the only thing people are talking about on twitter absolutely it's constant, it is you know <laughs> i can't get away trending. from it i know yeah <laughs> yeah so um so what have you been up to then in the last month um finish watchdogs oh yeah i was playing that last time yeah. um it was all right a bit forgettable um <laughs> so i played watchdogs 2 much better oh good much better. So yeah. I finished that one. Oh, um, okay. And I haven't got any money to buy Watch Dogs Legion yet. So I yeah. could have taken my time a bit longer. Maybe, you know, chewed over <laughs> it a little bit. But um, <laughs> That's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So I, I, that took up a fair chunk of time, to be honest, playing those. Mm. Um, I started playing uh, Sunset Overdrive on Xbox. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've dabbled in this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's been sat on my shelf for ages. And I don't know why. I don't mm. know why. I just suddenly thought. Oh, fancy giving that a go. I played it. I was getting into it. And then 
Because it's, it's kind of like, a, it's, they're zombies, basically, aren't they? They're like these yeah. zombie creatures come after you, shoot them with like, funny guns and things. It's yeah. all good. It's got quite an arcade sort of uh, gameplay style. That's what I thought at yeah. first. And then, mm. like, I don't know, half hour into the game, it switches into, like, a tower defense mode where you've got a, you know, there's, like, barriers set up and yeah. then you have to defend a, a point and... I thought, oh, okay, okay, that well, I'll just get this mission out of the way because I don't, I don't enjoy that kind of game. No, I'm not crazy about it either. Yeah. And then, the minute you finish that thing, the like the guy who gives you the mission, he's like, oh yeah, 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 we'll be doing this a lot to get all your upgrades <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, ah oh, man, oh. <laughs> I'm just not into it. It's a shame because the rest of it, I really like the gameplay of it. The, yeah. You know, sort of grinding on rails and jumping off things, and you know, it's really quite cool. But then it's like. I'm just not into that. It just doesn't do anything for me. Mm. At least he warned you about it ahead of time rather than making you sit through mission after mission like that. That's and then, true. Yeah, yeah so you've got to give it props for that. At least he was upfront about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me, there's, there's a game, um, Brutal Legend. I don't know if you ever played Brutal Legend. No, I didn't, know. Um, it's a double fine game. It's, mm. um, Jack Black is like the lead character in it, and he's he gets sucked into this... I felt, I can't remember. I think he gets sucked into an album cover, and he ends up in like some heavy metal world anyway. Mm-hmm. And like the first first level is this sort of three D third person hack and slash type thing. You beat up waves of enemies and platform, and it's really good. And that was the, when the demo came out. That's what they had on the demo. Fantastic, yeah. really great. When you buy the full game, that's the first mission. The rest of the game <laughs> is a real time strategy game. <laughs> <laughs> That's that so bad. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's almost like making a whole different like level of a whole different game. Stick it in a demo. They'll love this. Wait, yeah. wait till they see what the real game's like. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, you know. Oh dear. But yeah. So um, yeah, I played that. Um, what else have I played? I've been playing Mario Thirty Five um hmm. a lot. Um, which I'm. I kind of you know we'll get onto some comments that Nintendo have made regarding their decision to to take that offline in March whenever it is um, it's kind of put me off playing it anymore but I'm yeah. addicted so I can keep going back to it um, yeah. I think that's it I think that's been most of it okay you've been pretty busy then this, this, a little uh, bit busy December. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good how about you uh, yeah I've got two games to talk about um, they're both games from the noughties but I've been playing more recent um, ports of them on more recent consoles okay so the first one is the first in Uncharted game Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the old uh, Nathan Drake collection on PS4. I couldn't stand it when it came out on PS3, because um, it's got, like, screen tearing, it runs, it's just, I couldn't get into it oh, at okay. all. okay, it runs bad, But, yeah, but I, well, I played it on the PS4, I, I, I eventually got into it, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, it's smooth as butter on PS4. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. I've only played the fourth one in the, in the series. Um, I mean, it's pretty similar. To be honest, but it's um, yeah, it's, it's good fun. It's it's very much like a an action movie in in game form, isn't it? Really? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like I quite like the the linearity of it compared to modern AAAs, which are all just open world stuff. Yeah. It's nice to just have like a a nice set sequence of things to do and places to go and no towers to climb, no towers to climb, things yeah. like that. Yeah, it's good. Um, having to get uh, grapple with the um, uh, shooting mechanics because in in, yeah. in the fourth one you had an option to just auto enable shooting which i mm-hmm. just did because i'm not really a big fan of like 
shooting people really um not for any ethical reason i just don't find the gameplay <laughs> that's you know it's just not my thing normally but um and it's kind of annoying when it just kind of sends another wave and another wave of these guys over the combat isn't very good in the first one anyway yeah. you know yeah. it's just not it's just that's one of the main gripes i had with the first one mm. and when you say like you ch- it chucks waves of enemies at you. It does so in a way that's completely incongruous with the story as well. Yeah. Like there's one <laughs> section where, you know, Drake finds his way into some ancient catacomb that no, they make a point of saying that he's the first one to discover it. No one's ever got there before, kind of thing. And there's enemies down yeah. there with like, you know, they've all set up. They've got like little lights and lamps, and they're all. Oh yeah, they got the whole around. operations up. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, hang on a minute. This is meant to be an untouched cavern <laughs> that no one's ever been in before. Yeah, mm. yeah it is a bit annoying. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gradually getting more and more used to it. I think I'm getting a little bit better at shooting these guys, so you know, it's not too bad. Mm. But I'd prefer a little bit more, more of a puzzle-based thing. There's not. I think I've only encountered one puzzle so far, about sixty percent of the way through. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think uh, I'm looking forward to Uncharted 2, though. That's the one that people seem to rave about, isn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Two, two, three, four, and even, um, what was the other one? Lost yeah, Legacy. The, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed them all, yeah. But one, oh, the, the first one is the, is, it's the, it's the worst of the series. That's not to say it's bad, but it's no. the, you know, it's obviously... It's all it's all uphill from there in a yeah, good well, way. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah, it's quite yeah. it's quite, it's not a very long game, so it's quite short. So it's um it's not as if it's like a, a chore really, particularly. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think um, every time I, I start to get a little bit bored of it, it'll, it's, it'll throw like a nice sort of vehicle section in that's quite fun. You know, that mm. kind of thing to keep you interested. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Mm, yeah, good. good. Yeah, uh, the other one is um, Twilight Princess: Legend of Zelda. I've never played it. No, have you have you played any Zelda games yet? No, I don't mm. think I have. It's really something you need to get into. I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, do. I, I cannot say how much I love these these games. I haven't played them for quite a while. Um, I think because they're, they're quite a commitment, they're quite long, and the last few years I've been really sort of pushing myself to play games that I haven't played before. Mm. Um, but I've just had this hankering to get back into Zelda recently. Um, so I thought I'll... Um, I've already played this, this one twice through before uh, the GameCube version. Um, so I'm playing this on the Wii U. Which one's Twilight Princess? Is that the realistic one or the, the little cartoony one? It's the realistic one. Okay. The cartoony one's Wind Waker. Ah, uh, Wind Waker, yeah. This one came, about, came out about 2006. Um, and do you ever have a game where you like the, you hear the, the, the sounds in it or the visuals and it instantly takes you back to that particular time in your life when you oh, first played yeah. it? Yeah. Th- that's this game all over for me. Because it, it's got quite a distinctive soundtrack anyway. Um, there's a whole sort of parallel world in it. And when you go there, the, the sounds are very kind of distinctive in there. So it just takes me back to Christmas 2006. It was my it was my first year at university. I'd just come home from uh, for Christmas, obviously. And I just played the whole, well, most of the game during that Christmas period. And, you know, it, it just take, just hearing certain sounds in that game just... There's something about it that just takes me back to that time of my life and things that were going on to me then, you know. So it's um, it's lovely to do, um, and I, I, so that's why kind of why I'm playing it at this particular time. You know, it kind of links back, you know, to that quite nicely. You can you look outside, you see the same sort of time of day, the the quality of the sunlight, things like that. Just all the, yeah. all these things could just evoke those memories. So um, 
yeah. I actually started, I'm, I'm picking up a game that I started when I first got this version. I think it was in 2016 it came out. Um, I oh, okay, put, so you're continuing from... I'm, I'm picking up where I left stage, off, because yeah. I've played it through twice already, so I kind of know it quite well. Hmm. So it's it's nice to just sort of pick up and play for a bit. I might not even finish it on this particular time. I might just leave it for a bit and then pick it up again, you know, some months down the road or next year or something. But, um, yeah, it's a lovely game. I mean, the Zeldas are just so... They're so sort of varied and so kind of meticulously detailed in terms of their gameplay. It's just that everything's just just really well thought out. Um, and it's just they're just absolutely lovely games. Um, I don't know what it is for Zelda. It's like... I don't know, like, every basically any Nintendo first-party game is guaranteed to be... Good. I oh, don't yeah. think that, I don't yeah. think there's any first-party Nintendo game that's you know objectively bad. Not really, no. So I know if I played it, the chances are I'd have a great time with it. Mm. But I think there's always just something about. I think it's Link. I think I just don't like the look of him. <laughs> it's um, his pointy ears. They're a bit daft, aren't they? A little bit, yeah. They're a bit too pointy. Uh, well, and this silly yeah. little hat. I don't. I don't know. I don't, it's 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 a completely shallow thing, but it's it's purely. <laughs> it's just I, I don't like him. No, oh that's a shame. I don't um, like him, but I will give it a chance. I'm going to make that what one of the games we will cover next year. We'll, we'll make a point of doing a Zelda. I was going to say I was one. I was I've been debating whether to put a Zelda in, because um, they're quite a, they're much more of a commitment than what we usually do. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say you necessarily have to complete it in order to talk about it, but I was going to say I, I think we, you'd we, have to get a fair chunk chunk of it done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was because I, I was because I've only really well I've played almost all the 3D ones. I've only played one of the top down 2D ones. Um, and to me, Zelda because of that, Zelda works best in 3D. That's what I know it as. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was in two minds about whether you should play a 3D one or a 2D one for that reason. Um, but of course, people played 2D ones before the 3D ones came out, and you know they love Zelda. So it, it I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say it's like the the whole Sonic thing in there. The yeah. kids who grew up 3D, 3D Sonic think that's the best Sonic, and that's the way it should be. And yeah. people so who grew up with 2D think it's that's the way it should be. So know? it's entirely down to your perspective. But yeah. fundamentally, the, the gameplay is pretty much the same. Um, Breath of the Wild is probably the most different one in terms of that, but it's still got the same stuff in it. It's just ordered much more different much differently mm. so um yeah but we should we should do something yeah yeah we'll definitely yeah we'll make a point of doing that even if it's i don't know we'll we'll figure it out if we need to like dedicate a, a longer amount of time yeah. to it um mm. yeah but i would definitely like to give it a try because like i said i know i'll probably enjoy it when i when i play it i just need to get over the the, the aesthetic <laughs> objections i suppose you will very quickly <laughs> i think you'll you <laughs> yes um, and the other thing I'm enjoying just generally is the is the Wii U. You know, it's um, it's, oh, it's, a, it. it's a lovely little console. I that's amazing. I actually think Nintendo's own output on the Wii U, I, I think it's better than the, their own output on the Switch so far, hmm. because in terms of the original games that came out, because the Switch stuff is mostly just Wii U. It's mostly games, Wii U ports, yeah, or just direct sequels of Wii U games, and they're sort of yeah. passed off as like new games to all the people who didn't have a Wii U, but. For, for the rest of us, it's like, well, I've already played that, you know, and it's just, I mean, for me, Mario Odyssey is really the only big Nintendo proper property that I've really enjoyed on the Switch so far. 
Yeah, um, I got into Arms for a bit, but uh, yeah. it didn't it didn't stick. I mean, I played it for it was the first game I got on the Switch, so I played it quite a bit. You know, I, that makes it sound bad. I was going to say when I didn't have anything else to play, <laughs> um, but I didn't mean it like that. But I mean, I I played it a lot when I first got it, but I don't. It never. It's not a game I go back to very often. No, it's kind of a throwaway yeah. kind of little little game, isn't it? Really, yeah. but the Wii U, you know, you um, Splatoon was was awesome. Oh yeah, Splatoon's amazing. Um, Mario Kart Eight. Mario Kart Eight, um, Mario 3D World, uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, um, Captain Toad Treasure Cap- Tracker. Yeah, really good. It's just they just go on and on. There's so many great ones that so few people got to experience at the time. And, and the uh, the I don't know if it was the first time it was released. Um, Earthbound was on the the Virtual Console. Yeah, and certainly it was the first release of. Um, the original Earthbound the NES version, the the English translation that they did, oh, that right. was nev- okay. never released. It got its first official release on the Wii U Virtual Console. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other games in that series that never mm. saw the light of day here, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah, well, the the big one is Mother Three, which mm. everyone everyone's been clamouring to get get um, translated and released, but I d- I don't think I don't think it ever will. Mm. Um, I think Nintendo were well 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 aware of the fan translation to that. And it's been up for years, and Nintendo have never taken it down, you know. And you know what Nintendo's reputation is mm-hmm. for fan projects. This is yeah. one has just survived, and nothing's been done with it. So I think it's kind of an unspoken agreement between Nintendo and and the fans of that series that yeah. there's a translation there, you know. <laughs> so we don't have to do it, basically. Yeah, yeah. we're we're not touching it, <laughs> yeah. you know. But we'll leave it alone. But yeah, I think <sighs> the Wii U. It kind of makes me think, you know, everyone, there's all this talk about there being a need for a Switch Pro or like a, a, a upgraded version mm. of the, the Switch. Mm. And I don't think there's any need. I really don't think there's a need no, for I it. No, I don't think so, no. And I think because the Wii U was arguably just a, an iteration of the Wii, it wasn't that much more powerful. It was just this, you know, it was just a slight upgrade, really, graphically. It wasn't on par yeah. with you know, the, the um, next-gen consoles. Um, I think that, I think it just goes to show that having a, a, an upgrade for no reason isn't really a good idea for them. I don't know. I don't know. I can't get my, my thoughts straight on it. I just... It, something seems similar to me in the, the idea of having a Switch Pro. A Switch Pro would be like a new Wii U to me, I think. I don't think it would end well. Yeah. Um, and also, selfishly, I mean, if they re- release a pro version, much like the PS4, in my experience, you've, if you've got the original one, suddenly all the games are running terribly on it because they're all designed for the pro version. So, well, that's the thing you don't it, want to you don't want to annoying. fracture the it's you annoying, know the install yeah. base. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not really a fan of those upgrades, or it makes or it puts me off. You know, for that reason, I'm sort of putting off put off getting a PS5, even if, even if I had the money and the sort of incentive to buy one for that because I know that they're going to release a better one in two or three years time that's just going to make mine you know not as good so, yeah uh, yeah I'm not really I'd probably I'd probably get one if I had the money but I'm in no particular rush until no. there's some some big sort of exclusive basically the only exclusive that, I, that I'd get it for would be Astrobot and yeah that's basically a tech demo from what I from what I can gather mm. you know it's not like a, a full Full release. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's a little, it's a little sort of throwaway thing, but it's supposed to be quite good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's meant to be good. I mm. mean, 
Yeah. But yeah, the Wii U, completely underrated console. I love it. It's, yeah. it's yeah. really, really nice. Mm-hmm. A big homebrew scene on it as well. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hack it really easily. And everything, oh, really so. easy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. Mm. Yes, excellent. Love the Wii U. Um, right, before we crack on to the main stuff, there was one little thing you wanted to discuss. There is. I hear you barking, big dog. And here we go. <laughs> it is... Uh, Doug Bowser. Mm. Uh, he had an interview with uh, Polygon. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Polygon, but uh, no, he, 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 you know, he went to them. He didn't let us interview him. I don't know why. Well, you know, yeah. beaten to punch by Polygon yet again. We're not offended. It's fine. We're not offended. It's we'll, fine. We'll he's he's welcome whenever, but you yeah. know. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they asked him... Um, What's the point in getting rid of the, the you know, Mario 35 mm. and the uh, 3D All-Stars? What's the point in ditching them on March 31st? What's the logic? Yeah. Uh, he's basically, he's, he says, yeah, I think I use a simple word, celebration. It just, this is a celebration of Mario's 35th anniversary. And we wanted to celebrate in unique and different ways. Does that make sense? And that's that's it. That's all he said that, about it. That's basically it. Yeah, yeah. And they they even chased it to chase them on. They said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the celebration aspect we totally get. Mm. Um, I just don't understand the consumer side of it, where someone who buys a Switch in June of next year is just never going to be able to buy those games. I don't see the upside, quite honestly. Yeah. And he his response was, yeah. At this point, the decision was really made around the celebration feature. I can't speak to any plans beyond the end of March. Oh my god! It's like a politician, isn't it? It's, just... <laughs> you know, it's like, what better way to celebrate the 35th anniversary of Mario than making sure that no one can play the games after the <laughs> match? <laughs> you like know? giving someone a present and then just taking it away after a yeah. certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh... we understand that people haven't been able to play these games for a long time, so we're going to make sure that that trend continues <laughs> <Yeah>. going forward. <laughs> So that we can sell them to you again in a few years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. Great. Yeah. It's just it's so depressing. And if they carry on with this, and they probably will, because these games have sold and done well, it's just. I mean, it's it's so. Words words fail me, frankly. I. Yeah. Forgive me, but it's bullshit. There we Oof. go. Oh. Yeah. And we can we can edit that one a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, it had to be said. Bowser. <laughs> I'm not a fan right now. <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not. It's not often you swear. No, it isn't. No, it's not. No, certainly not. But you know, I, I pick my moments. <laughs> have, you, have you? Do you watch? Have you ever seen Flight of the Concords? Yeah, yeah, I love it. You, yeah. I'm thinking that yes, you wouldn't swear, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, well, that that said, that that needed to be said, you know. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it certainly did. First, right. it was Jermaine with the mixed nuts, and then Doug Bowser with the <laughs> <laughs> with a Mario. It's you know, it's enough to make anyone swear. Uh, right. So, what's yeah. what's next on the schedule? Well, next we've got we've got a Clash of the Titans. We've got two games that are uh, that have a have some beef with each other. Basically, Oof. we've got um, beefy battlers. Beefy battlers. They both got the same name, but they come from different parents, so to speak. We've got Disney's Aladdin, and we've got Disney's Aladdin. One of them's on the Mega Drive, one of them's on the SNES. We're going to look at both of them, we're going to talk about both of them, and we're going to decide 
which one's best? After these messages, mm. there aren't any messages. No, it's just a bit of music. But, a know, bit of music. Yeah, yeah, it's good, yeah. though. back this month we're talking about aladdin um two games as i've just said yeah yeah so um first of all aladdin big are you a big fan of the film yeah i like it well yeah. I, I like the original I, I don't i can't say i like the the live action remake they did oh um, no i haven't seen it but, oh it's atrocious um, yeah i can imagine it is i'm not really a fan of these disney remakes at all no 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 but yeah, yeah the, the original cartoon i love it yeah. yeah yeah i think it was the first film i ever saw in the cinema Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. And I, I, when it was out in '92, I think, wasn't it? '92, I think. Yeah. yeah, so I'd have been, I think, seven then, which th- these days seems quite late to go to the cinema for the first time. But then I was thinking, you didn't get that many kids' movies in those days, I think, did you? Really, not not, really. not compared to now, where you get no. get one every five minutes. You know, so. no, and kids are a pain in the ass in the cinema. Oh anyway, yeah, let's be oh, honest. Yeah. I'd have been yeah. a nightmare before that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Yeah, first film I saw was Lion King, so I was even oh, okay, a bit, so bit later than that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so it's um, it's a great movie. Um, my wife's a big Disney fan, so I've actually seen it a fair few times in the last few years. It's on like yeah. Disney Plus and stuff, you know. Um, so yeah, this um, both of these games came out in '93 uh, to time it with the the VHS release, actually. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, right. So first of all, we're going to look at the the Mega Drive one, shall we? Okay. Yeah. Now we've said last time that this is the one that was from our childhood. We've got we both got personal affection for this one in particular yeah. haven't we and we haven't really played the snes one until now so we'll start with that one so it came out for the sega mega drive it was developed by virgin games published by sega released in november 93 almost simultaneously in all three major territories which we don't say very often about the no course. we don't no. yeah um uh, though it's best known as a mega drive game it uh, would later see ports to dos amiga nes game boy and game boy color was there a Game Gear version as well? Uh, that's that's a whole that's a third version actually on the on the okay. um, Master System and Game Gear. It's a whole different version, uh, which we talk we can talk about in a little bit as well. Okay. I haven't played it, but yeah. And then last year it was bundled with the Lion King and made available digitally and physically on all modern consoles as well. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the third best-selling Mega Drive game of all time after Sonic One and Two, selling over four million copies. And can now be bought for a uh, fully box for about ten to fifteen pounds. Yes. Yeah. Um, amazingly, this game was made in only ninety-nine days. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite quick. Well, basically, Disney originally tasked uh, a company called Blue Sky Software, 
who made things like Vector Man, Jurassic Park, uh, Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm. on the Mega Drive. Um, it tasked them with doing it, um, but apparently neither Disney nor Sega were happy with any of their output whatsoever. So Virgin were brought in, they won the pitch successfully to do a replacement. Um, but obviously they were left with very little time to put it together in uh, in order to uh, release it along with the VHS uh, version. So um, that's why they only had a very short amount of time to do it. But uh, it's, it's astonishing what they pulled off in only 99 days, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, you it, it is yeah. really, yeah. Yeah, all the all the the artwork and sprites and stuff was actually done by Disney animators. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that would be my next point. Yeah, mm. um, Disney actually insisted on doing using their own animators for it, um, and the results are incredible. The the animation is fantastic, isn't it? The characters have so much expression to them; they're so smooth. It really, really makes a difference. I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. definitely. The environments too, um, very very good, very like the film. Would you say? Yeah, it's, 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 it's as close to being able to play the film as you were able to get at the time, I think, with the technology. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's very The look certainly is very authentic to the movie, and the sound as well. The fact that they managed to get sort of Mega Drive versions of all the songs in there for the various levels, plus some great original pieces as well. Tommy Tallarico did uh, a lot of the music. Um, yeah, it's uh, visually, uh, aesthetically, the game is brilliant, I've always mm. thought. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's superb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do wonder because I remember there's a video online, um, a video series with uh, Tim Schafer, um, mm. where they um, they get devs to play various games and talk about the games as they as they're playing through, and just they just sit down and have a chat while they're playing their own games, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah, and they did one with uh, one of the devs from The Lion King, right? And he was saying that. They had the same thing there. They used artwork and assets that were um, from uh, the Disney animators. Mm. Apparently, the Disney animators got quite frustrated. Um, Like, if you turn your character in midair, like in a video game, you just flip the sprite and that's it. The animators wanted to, like, animate every turning. You know, the Disney animators wanted to have it so, you know, every frame of the animation as they turn around to make it all smooth and proper. And they had to, like, keep going back to them and explain, like, that's not how you do it. You can't do (laughs) that in a game. You know, it has to be quick and fluid. And, you know, and there was this... It's quite an interesting... Quite interesting to, to see how two different you know uh, disciplines disciplines exactly yeah. yeah you know mesh together you know and the differences in how they how they approach things i thought it was quite quite an interesting thing oh, yeah. i wonder if they had the same sort of discussions with um you know with uh, with aladdin going yeah. back yeah from what i've read that some of them some of the animators took it quite well and they were able to adapt quite well others found it quite difficult probably for the same sort of reasons you just described mm. so uh, yeah it's really interesting isn't it yeah, yeah it is yeah yeah, and working with the, I, mean, I suppose when they draw it out, it's it's all nice and sort of high res as we would call it today, you know, and you know, in, in beautiful color and everything. And then when they digitize it, perhaps they've got issues where you know, all oh, those pixels don't look quite right and everything. Yeah. It doesn't quite get across what they they wanted to achieve with it. But yeah, that's that's the that's just the way things were at the time, really. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. I think the with the technology they had, though, I think it came out fantastic. Oh, it looks brilliant. You know, I mean, it's one of those games that you know people always say the Mega Drive's got a m- more limited color palette than the SNES, but it's one of those games where you wouldn't know to look at it because there's just the the way they've chosen colors as well is yeah. is really really you know well done. Mm. 
So when did you play this originally? You had it on the Mega Drive originally? I borrowed it on the Mega Drive originally. I never owned it to begin okay. with. Um, it was one of it's one of those games where you you borrow from a mate, but when you're in like school and stuff, sometimes you just end up borrowing it for like months and months on the end. You yeah, know. it was sort of <laughs> yeah. a long term loan. Um, yeah. I played it whenever I remember. Oddly, to date, it's funny how you how you can think of things so you know can pinpoint a date, but. Mm. Um, I borrowed it the day we'd come back from town and I'd stopped my room at my mate's house on the way back. We'd gone, to, my mum and us had gone into town to do some, it must have been shopping to get stuff ready for the new school term. Yeah. And Scatman <laughs> had just been released. That was the big <laughs> single. There was a big poster for Scatman and a big poster for Pulp Common People in the window <laughs> of HMV. Oh, so right. whatever year that was, that would have been 95-ish. Okay. So that's that would be when I played it. Right. Okay. There so you go. a couple of, yeah, very good. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to be that exact, yeah. Um very excellent. Uh yeah, okay. So a couple of years later, I got it um probably very soon after it came out actually. It was my I said last time it's my first ever game basically. Hmm. Um because I got my Mega Drive in Christmas 93 and that came bundled with it. I remember the box very clearly. It's got the Mega Drive 2 on it and like Aladdin next to it and all that. Um, and yeah, I loved it. It was like, probably the first game I put in, um, and that yeah, I just played it a lot that Christmas. Certainly, uh, I was never any good at it, of course. Couldn't get very far, but that doesn't matter when you're a kid. You just sort of load it up, have a go, die very quickly, and then just try again. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. But yeah, exactly. <clears throat> does lead on to my next point though. How it, the first half is okay. Yeah. But the second half definitely. Cave of Wonders. Cave of Wonders is where it all. Mm kicks off basically and it doesn't get much easier after that um <laughs> i think you can tell that it was only made in three and a half months um at that point because it does start to get a little bit cheap in places yeah yeah, yeah it does yeah mm. the, the i think that the, everyone who's played it will probably have memories of practically biting their controller in half on <laughs> Cave of Wonders and the carpet ride. And the carpet, yeah. The ca- you know. <laughs> the carpet's just ridiculous. It's, I mean, it's... It is ridiculous. <laughs> it gets so fast towards the end. Basically, you're sort of flying horizontally across the screen. Yeah. And it'll give you... There's like rocks at certain heights and you have to dodge up or down or between them in order to, to get through. Yeah. And as you go a lot... To begin with, it starts. It gives you like a little hint to go up or down. A little, mm-hmm. little genie, genie hand, genie hand yeah. pops up. Um, but as you go along, that genie hand stops coming up. So you've just got to use your own wits. Yeah. But it gets faster and faster and faster. And by the end, it is so unfairly fast. It is, it's, it's, it's literally obscene. impossible to do it first time around just from sheer skill and reactions. Yeah. Your reactions cannot be quick enough if you don't know what's coming. You literally have, just have to memorize, you know, okay, top, middle, bottom, middle, middle, bottom, you know, just that basically. And just do do it very, very quickly. And it is ruthless. It is. It is. I've never managed to remem- remember the the order. I just use safe states on an emulator because it's just there's just no <laughs> other way. There is no other way unless you really invest the time. Um, yeah. And then the Cave of Wonders before that. I mean, um, the part of the problem with that one is uh, you've got to make very very precise jumps. Um, basically, like in the film, the the 
the cave you get a, a normal cave level just before that which is starts to get a little bit cheap but it's just about manageable then all the lava starts to come out you know there's so many like dro drops into into the lava which is instant death um jump from sort of rocky platforms rocky platform and the problem with that is that a lot of the geometry in it doesn't match doesn't always match the the the, the sprite of the rock i yeah. find so sometimes the rock would go a little bit further sometimes it would it wouldn't it would go end a little bit before the geometry does and usually you've got to jump right from the very very edge of that platform and it, it, I, there was there was moments where I was just I thought I was jumping from the edge of it and not making it. I thought, how much further can I go? And I just thought maybe if I go a little bit further. And sure enough, he was just standing, you know, just in midair basically. And that's the point where you got to jump off of. And it was just it, it's very trial and error. It is, yeah, yeah. And the uh, bats, the bats. the bats. Oh, I mean, is there any? Is there ever a good video game bat? I mean, they tend to be the most annoying enemies <laughs> you can encounter, really, don't they? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> I don't think there has ever been a good video game bat. No, if you if you know of a good video game bat, do write in because we'd yeah. love to know. We'd love to meet it because I haven't. I have never encountered one. I've we never do a encountered YouTube one. Video, in... Top ten video game bats. <laughs> yeah. That's the sort of thing that brings in the views, isn't it? They love it. <laughs> it would actually. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. It, that's would you, I would think those levels are the peak hardness of the game. Um, it tends to yeah. sort, of, sort of plateau after that, I think. Sort um, of, but the genie level is quite frustrating as well for similar reasons. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of it's quite it's quite good because you you kind of it takes it borrows a lot of elements from the like the genie song in the film, doesn't mm. it? A lot of nice visual elements like column A, column B, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, it's really it's, visually it's really nicely done, but there's lots of little platforms, lots of little genie hands. You don't, you've got to jump on that sort of disappear and reappear. You got again, you've got to get it really really precise. If you miss, you just fall and die immediately. Um, and it, yeah, it could be. It, it feels fairer than the carpet ride, though. Oh, it does. It you does. Know, the carpet it, you, ride when is you, just... when you mess up, you do f you you feel like oh yeah, I should yeah I I could have done that jump differently. I could have done this differently. It's not. It doesn't feel completely arbitrary like the carpet ride does. <laughs> uh, the carpet ride is probably the, the most arbitrary thing I've ever played in my life. Yeah, but the yeah yes, it is better than that, but it's still quite frustrating. Um, the palace level again is a little bit better still. Yeah. Yeah. Um and the and the Jafar's palace isn't that bad but do you have you ever played the final bosses of Yeah. They are just I mean Yeah, the, I was going to say that the palace the, itself is fine but the final boss the snake mm, Jafar is just yeah. it's fire everywhere basically. Yeah. And uh, I I as I said I've mentioned a couple a couple of episodes ago that I discovered cheats in RetroArch. So I for these for both of these games I turned on Infinite Lives just because it's easier to get through. Um, I didn't rely on save states too much. I just kept, kind of kept playing. I just wanted to ma be able to master most of the challenges. Mm. Um, but that one, it, just the, just the boss. I had to, in the end. I wanted to see the end. I just turned on infinite health as well, just because it's just so. It, I don't see how you could do it. It's just. I played it legit. I played it. I got up to the final boss. I didn't beat it. Okay. Um, but I got up to the final boss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I have beaten it previously. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, I didn't it, this it time. It takes a lot of... It's one of those games that just takes a lot of trial and error. And yeah. Endless failures. And yeah. You've got to have a lot was, of patience for it. Yeah, I was going to say, my patience ran out with it. I think oh, that was yeah. the thing. I just... I couldn't face going through the whole game again. No, I understand. I'm amazed you, like, you did that just legit, you know, because that's just... It's just doing that alone is... is uh, 
mind boggling to me. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the first half is really good though. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the level design is quite interesting because it kind of goes. It doesn't like go in a straight line like most platformers do. You kind of go up a bit and then backwards and then kind of all around the whole area. It doesn't waste any space at all, does it? No. Um, sometimes it's hard to figure out because there'll be a, some, like a pillar or something blocking your way and you won't be able to get past it. But in another instance, that same pillar, you can just walk past it. Yeah. So it's a little bit a little bit um, odd in that regard. But, you know, it's the, the level design is fairly good. Um, some interesting ideas keep coming into the game. You know, when you get into the dungeon, that's got a whole new set of traps and things to negotiate. You've got a sword, which the other game doesn't have, for one thing. Sword and apples. So you can throw the apples that you collect, or you can swipe the sword. I find the apples are a safer bet, because if you get into, like, sword fights, you tend to, the, the health tends to chip away. Yeah. I mean, quite often, a lot of deaths are due to just a, just general health going down over time, and not a lot of health to pick up i found yeah mm. i i speaking of the apples and the swords mm. one of my favorite things about the game is just the little detail mm. on i think you probably know what i'm going to say but i know what you're going to say yeah there's a, a sword juggling enemy um on the first i, I think he's only on the first first yeah. area yeah. um i don't think he pops up in any of the other levels but he's just basically juggling these swords and every now and then he'll throw one at you if you happen to throw an apple at him at the same time he chucks a sword at you it will slice the apple yeah. into little little mm. halves and they fall down yeah it's such it's just such a, a nice little detail it's a it. lovely touch i didn't that wasn't actually the one i thought you were going to say oh okay i thought you were going to say when you throw an apple at the fat guy his trousers come down oh <laughs> which yes, as a kid it was just hilarious <laughs> you know it's one of those things like you get your mates around and you 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 like oh yeah and um, jumping on the camel as well when you like yeah. make it spit and jump on the camel it's things like that that you you just get your friends around and go oh yeah look at this look what happens when you do this and it's, there's some lovely little touches like that in this game yeah there are um, it's, it's that, so that I'm amazed yeah, they had right. time to do given the the tight restrictions you know mm. um, so it's yeah there's some lovely work put in well, again thanks to the animators a lot of the time so yeah really really good. Um, stuff it's just a shame it's just so unforgiving in places really isn't it yeah well especially when it's a game you know ostensibly for children oh um, yeah that, that's the thing yeah you know. i mean kids don't know how lucky they have it, how easy they have it these days do they no like no, they'll play don't. like a little app that barely has any challenge to it at all you know in, in our day <laughs> we just <laughs> Just play so a I mean, game where you just died immediately over I mean, and over we, again. We were talking about it before, you know, how games, do, you know, the live system doesn't really exist in games anymore. You don't no. have, you don't have, oh, you know, you're playing, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto, you lose a life and then that's it. You've only got three lives and then it's back to the start. Yeah, the, you know, the whole I, concept of going back to the start is completely alien. It's gone now, now. It's, yeah. It's, it I, I, I think it's good. I think it's good that it's yeah. gone. Um, yeah. You know, it's obviously just a hangover from the arcades, but... Mm. Um, you know, kids don't put up with that now. They don't understand No, they, they would the have no patience. No, no patience. No, no discipline. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's a shame. Um, anything else you want to say about the Mega Drive game before we move on to the... It's um, no, I don't think so. I mean, we've mentioned the music. Obviously, the music's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it? it's beautiful, um, yeah. It's really, really good. I actually... My wife likes to sing Disney songs around the house. Um, while she's doing it, I sort of replace it with the tune from from this, these versions <laughs> in my head, in my head because I know them better than the actual film. Yeah, I know. do as well. I got yeah. honest. Yeah, but they and they're really really well done. There, they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of the film, um, while it's on my mind, 
Mm. What, what's your opinion on the the old debate about whether you know the the old bloke at the beginning, the little merchant? Is oh that yeah. The genie? Is he the genie? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I, did, I don't he's, think I've ever really thought about it. Oh well, he's voiced by he's voiced by Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah, he he's is, the yeah. only character who's got four fingers. Ooh, like okay. genie. Is he? Oh, really? I didn't, yeah. didn't realise. I mean, he seems to know an awful lot about the land. He does? Uh, yeah, I think you've, you're probably onto something yeah. there. Uh, okay, yeah. I didn't think, never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't come up with a theory, I'm not going to take credit for it, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's certainly one to, to think about next time you watch it. I'll mull it over next time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah good. Yeah, so, okay. um, so we'll go on to the, the Super Nintendo version then. So this was fairly alien to both of us, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. I played. I think I played it a, a very small amount, but this is the first time I properly sat down with it. Yeah, I, I've been aware of it because obviously yeah. um, it's very highly regarded. Um, you know, and it's created by Shinji Mikami of uh, Resident Evil fame. It is. Yes. Um, so and I'll, Dino obviously, Crisis. I'm aware and Dino Crisis. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I'm aware of it. Yeah, but it's the first time I've really sat down properly and, and had a go. Yeah. So, it was released for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System in November 93 in Japan and the US. Sadly, they just missed Christmas here, though. It didn't oh. come out till January, which probably was a bit of a kick in the teeth. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, you know, it's quite important, that. Um, yeah, as you said, uh, it was developed by Capcom, uh, Shinji Mikami. Um, you can get it nowadays for anything from about a tenner to 30 or £40, pounds, depending on whether you want it loose or boxed. Um, and the game was ported only once to the Game Boy Advance. Not so successfully, from what I gather. Mm. Um, it sold 1.8 million units, which is still fairly good, yeah, but respectable. less than half of the Mega Drive one. Um, why do you think that would be? Because, you know, it's, it's, it's Aladdin, it's on both. I mean, I think the consoles had a fairly equal user base at that point, roughly. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. It's difficult to say. I mean, I think obviously missing the Christmas window would have had a, a huge knock-on. In um, Europe, that's yeah. Gonna, yeah, that's going to take a, a, a big chunk out of the sales. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of lifetime sales, no, I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't really know why it would be so, you know, such a disparity between it, really. Hmm. Like you say, the, the, the install bases were about the same. I mean... If I recall, Nintendo Super Nintendo cartridges were a little bit more expensive. Yeah, mm. but you know, not not that much in it. I don't think. Maybe maybe it's down to advertising. Could I be. Know. Yeah, I think perhaps Sega were uh, knew they were onto something. Maybe with that, yeah. and they probably put. I mean, as I say, I got it in the box with my Mega Drive, so maybe it was things like that advertising. Maybe Nintendo didn't push it yeah. as much. Probably, probably that. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how. I wonder if the <clears throat> packing sales, you know, contributed to that number. If that was yeah, just probably quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so strange. I, 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 you could find quite a lot about the background behind the Mega Drive one, but not much about this one. Annoyingly, so it's not clear to me where, where, how long this one took to develop compared to the Mega Drive one. Maybe, 
the original version that the Blue Sky software were working on was supposed to be on both consoles, but you know they ran out of time, so Disney had to get in two studios to do both versions. You know, um, I, I don't know. I don't um, know. I would say, without getting too far into the game, just yeah, I think I think it's a little bit more of a polished game, certainly in terms of the the difficulty in general. Yeah. Um, so maybe they've had a little bit more time on it. I don't know, but we'll uh, yeah we'll, we'll have a look. Now, the first thing you'll notice about it is that it doesn't look as good and it doesn't sound as good. Would you I agree would, with that? I would agree with that, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. Um, it's not a bad-looking game at all, but no. the sprites are, are much smaller. Yeah. I, I'm not keen on some of the original enemy designs. No, um, no, they're a little bit weak. Yeah. Um, some choppy animations some places, like when he's swinging and stuff. Um, and the sound, for some reason, they, they use two of the, the songs from the film, but that's it. All the rest is original music. And you think, why wouldn't you use all of them? You know, they probably got covered under the same copyright, I should think. I don't know. Whenever it's things like that, it's all it always boils down to licensing of some kind, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. But it's a bit of an odd one, isn't it? How the Mega yeah. Drive was able to use it and the, the SNES wasn't, but yeah. Anyway, so that's that. The, the original music is a lot weaker than the original music in the Mega Drive as well. Yeah. I would say it's very forgettable. It's not bad, but it's it's, it's, not bad, it's nothing. But... It's quite short, you know, loops quite a lot, you know. But But I think the gameplay in this one was really good. Personally. I liked it. Yeah, it's, mm. it's much more acrobatic, and you feel a lot like more like Aladdin in this one than the Mega yeah. Drive one. You don't have the sword, which Aladdin doesn't really have in the film anyway, apart from maybe at the very end, I think. So you, weirdly, it does have apples as well, which I I wonder why they happen to both go down that route. It's interesting, and I wonder they got they got the same call from Disney about it, or they came up with it spontaneously. I don't know. Um, but you can jump on enemies' heads in this, much like a normal platform game. Yeah, the enemies sort of. just sort of throw, fall off the screen, you know. And you can get some real rhythm to it sometimes. You can jump, bounce off an enemy's head, bounce off a pot, grab onto a swinging thing. If you if you collide with an enemy while you're swinging, you'll sort of kick them away. Um, some really nice kind of platformy stuff here. Very smooth, very uh, very satisfying to pull off sort of these acrobatic moves, I thought. Yeah, I, I I agree. Um, it does, like you say, when you say you feel more like Aladdin, like the, the mm. especially like the the opening sequence of the film where you know the Agrabah rooftops and you're sort yeah. of you know swing swinging around and it does feel it's got that sort of kinetic feel that the film has. So, you know, yeah, it, it does feel yeah very. I was going to say flowy, but that's not a word. Um, <laughs> no, but we know what you mean. I think yeah. yeah. Yeah, things, yeah I, you sort I of really flow like from one thing to another quite well. The platforming in general is really good. I'd say there's more of an emphasis on platforming than combat. Oh, definitely, yeah. Compared definitely. to the Mega Drive version. The Mega Drive version has lots of enemies and things like that, whereas this has got a much more variety of types of platform, like moving platforms and things to negotiate as you go through the through the levels. The levels are quite distinct from each other in terms of their sort of gimmicks and things like that, yeah. such as when you get to the genie level in the middle. It's got some like you know it kind of gives them license to do things you'll see more in traditional platformers and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I was I was really really impressed by the gameplay actually in general. I thought, I thought the difficulty curve was much smoother. Did it did get a little bit cheap in some places, but not yeah. nearly as much as the Mega Drive. One. I was going to say not nearly as much as some of the the sections on the Mega Drive. Um, yeah, the 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 Cave of Wonders is is a great comparison because mm. as we just said, it's a bit of a nightmare on the Mega Drive one. On here, it's much more manageable, 
uh, but it's still quite it's still quite tough. But there was a point where I was like I was down to like one health heart, and I, I was convinced I was going to go at any point. But I just somehow managed to just like keep bouncing off of stuff and keep hanging onto the platforms and not getting hit by stuff and made it all the way to the end. And it was like moments like that that sort of make you fall in love with it a bit because yeah. You know, it's just like well, that felt amazing. You know, I was going to say it feels <laughs> it feels really. You get that real sort of accomplishment, don't you? You, you really do. feel like you've you've you can get skillful at it. You know, you're not just oh yeah. You can actually be you. You can master the game. You know, you can really get used to the because we did we mention you can like glide as well. You can sort of swing yeah. off things and then you can do like a glide and I, I I didn't experience that in the game myself, but I saw it on a YouTube video after having played through the whole thing. Mm. You can get you can get like a it's like a cloth to ha- yeah. hold over yourself, isn't it? You can kind of yeah. glide a little bit. How did you get? Was that just a thing that's in one level, or what's the I deal think with that? It, I can't remember. Where I got it. I do. I it was just there. I don't remember picking it up. Yeah. So it's just a, it's not like a permanent thing, but it's just a one-off kind of thing. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, the story. We didn't really talk about the story much in the first one. Because no, um, uh, <laughs> this sitting down this time on the Mega Drive one was the first time I'd ever actually bothered to watch the cutscenes of the <laughs> of the uh, of the game, because um, obviously as a kid you just like skip, 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 and it is just like pictures and text basically describing uh, the the story of the film vaguely. You know they've cut out yeah. quite a lot and they kind of you know diverge a little bit. Um, this one does a similar thing. It's got a little bit more of an animation to it. Um, certainly, the sort of the first half of the film is done a bit more faithfully, I would say. Like even when you're in the Cave of Wonders, you kind of, in the actual level, you walk past the the statue the the big ape is holding that Abu wants to steal. Yeah. You know, from the film, you walk past it, you go up to the lamp at the top, and then you you it cuts back and Abu is trying to steal it, and then he causes the whole thing. Uh, so you just it just feels like a little bit more part of it in places. Although it does. Go, go um, on a bit of a tangent later on where it just decides to throw in a pyramid level that never existed in the, yeah. in the film. <laughs> right after they escape from the Cave of Wonders, it suddenly says, oh, Abu fell and went into a pyramid. <laughs> now you've got to go and get him. Like, what? what? You're doing so well. <laughs> Why are we in a pyramid? They, they blankly just wanted to do a pyramid level, didn't they, really? Yeah, yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. Just so I will it- say, though... Um in their defence, they there may be something to it because I know again going back to that Tim Schafer series, yeah, um, where they were talking to the Lion King devs. So there's a uh, there's a whole level in the Lion King game um, based around the Hakuna Matata song, yeah, and there's all this there's this whole sort of environment and there's uh, like a gorilla enemy who throws coconuts at you at the end, this coconut boss. Mm. Um, that was actually based on um, when they were developing the game. They were given like all, like a design bible from Disney with all the concept art and all storyboards and stuff from the okay. film. Yeah, and that um, whole section of the game was based on a scene from the film, a whole a whole sequence in the film. Um, and the boss was a character in the film, and it all ended up being cut from the film before okay. it was released. But by the time it was cut, they'd already made those parts of the game so they couldn't remove it so i wonder if at some point in the in the disney vaults there's a a storyboard of a a pyramid section of the film could be yeah you know things happen they they sort of go past one on the um whole new world song don't they yeah Yeah. so it's probably linked there yeah i was just thinking they could have done there are a couple of environments that they touch briefly on in the film but would have made more sense like uh right after 
um, they free the genie and they escape the cave, they sort of go to a little oasis bit in the yeah. desert. They could have done something there. Or when Jafar gets his powers and he sends Aladdin off to like an Arctic kind of area. How cool would it have been to do like a little snowy a level? A little slippy, slidey ice level, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would have made a lot more sense, I think. But, yeah, it would you actually, know, yeah. pyramid level isn't bad, you know, it was... Um, yeah, it's, it's quite pyramidy, quite similar to a lot of things uh, like that in other games. I mean, in general, I, I really like this game. I liked it more than I thought I would, to be yeah. honest. Um, there's another thing where Abu is is quite animated in the in the game as well, isn't he? When he's following around, following you around in some of the levels, it's not like a tails thing where he he duplicates your moves after a second or so. He kind of uh, wanders off on sort of higher platforms along the tops of stalls, climbing up, you know, the sides of walls and things like that. He feels like a whole, you know, a- other animated character in the thing. Yeah, which I quite liked. And when yeah, you're fighting, quite good. when you're fighting a boss at the end of like the first set of um, levels, you fight the guy who wants to chop off Jasmine's hand, doesn't he? Because mm. he, she's, she's, she's uh, stolen that. Stolen apple. apple. Um, he's on the like the top of the the stool, kind of like throwing punches in the air. You know, yeah. Can you see that? Yeah, it's yeah. quite. There's some quite nice little touches there as well. I always remember when I was a, obviously I didn't play this one when I was together. Played the Mega Drive one, but I always mm. th- remember th- wishing that you could play as a boo. I would have loved to have seen some yeah. some like as as a, a selectable character or something. You know, just play through because he's just he's a monkey. Oh, he's a great little character, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does get the bonus stage in the Mega Drive one, though, which yeah, he does. About, but it's, it's a bit of a throwaway, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, other than the fact that it doesn't look as good and sound as good as the Mega Drive one, I don't have a lot of negative stuff to say about this game because I I, no. I really enjoyed it. Oh no, it is it's a really good game. It is yeah, really it's good game. it's a very good all-round platformer it's very kind of you know the physics are good it feels great to sort of jump off of stuff and bounce around uh the level design's really nice it's got like nice quite little short levels rather than like several big levels they're all cut up into little chunks uh which are much more manageable than some of the the mega drive ones i don't know if you've got anything else to say about it it's good i think I don't know how much of it is nostalgia speaking. I'm trying to be mm. ob- uh, as objective as I can about it. I would still put it in second place in terms of my favourite game. Um, I would say the Mega Drive one is the superior game. Um, okay. Would you agree with that? or would? Uh, Do you know what? I wouldn't. Oh. I know. I'm surprised as, mu- as much yeah. as surprised as you are. But I had a lot more fun with this one. Okay, and it, you know, as a as a lifelong kind of Mega Drive owner and Sega fan, it pains me a little bit to to admit when when Nintendo did something better than Sega when they were perfectly kind of going at it with each other. But I, I, I just I really like this game. I really enjoyed the platforming, and the Mega Drive one, as I said, the first half is great and it looks the business, sounds the business, but it is a frustrating game to play at the end of the day. Um, whereas this one is much less so, and it's much more enjoyable. Um, mm. And it, it is a shame it doesn't look and sound better. And that you know that goes a long way in the Mega Drive one because it really does look authentic Aladdin stuff. And you know if you want something that that kind of is a good sort of companion to the the film, the Mega Drive one is probably the better one to go for. But if you want something that plays better, I think it's this one. So. Mm. 
I was hoping we'd come to a, a consensus, actually, so we can actually decide once and for all which is a better game, but we haven't done that at all. So no. All the adver- advertisement for this no. episode has gone out the window, really. I think... <laughs> I think you're... I, I, yeah, I would say in terms of pure gameplay mechanics, it is the better game, the Super Nintendo one. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, if I want, if I wanted to play... The reason you you play a licensed game, or particularly as I, again, I'm speaking from you know the mindset of when I was a kid and these games were aimed at me. Yeah, yeah. You go see a film in a cinema and you want to play a game of that film. You want to play that, that film. That is very true. Yeah. As an Aladdin game, a, a, f- a game of the film Aladdin, I think the Mega Drive one succeeds better. Yeah. As a purely a game. Mm. The Super Nintendo one is yeah. is, is so better. It, it is. I agree. I totally agree with you. My on head there. says Nintendo. My heart. <laughs> okay. My heart says Sega. Yeah, I know. Part of me wants to agree completely as well, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. we're going to bring this this age-old argument to when a we are, I was hoping today. we would. I was hoping we'd have the definitive answer for you so you can finally stop arguing about it. But we don't really, do we? No, we no. don't. I've, I've, I've been a bit of a turncoat here. And I don't <laughs> it's close. It's very, very it difficult. It is. It's very close. But as I was playing it, I thought, yeah, i got to admit, this is better. They had it better on the other side, you know, a little bit. You know, not by much, but a little bit. And in different mm-hmm. ways. So, there's, um, I mean, whichever one you go for, you've got a good good game, ultimately. Oh, yeah. There's no stinker. Yeah, but there's no and stinker like you say, there's... I mean, the, what's it going to cost you? Ten quid? You know, you're going to get yeah. your money's worth out of it anyway. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, ultimately, it comes down to what you want out of it. Do you want a really good platformer, or do you want something that's a bit, that's like the film and kind of, you know, draws on everything from that, you know, so... Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, afraid we know, can't offer anything more decisive than that. Yeah. You know, it depends what you want. Like you say, do you want a, a faithful adaptation of a beloved film, or mm. do you just want something that goes its own way and just uses the the characters as trapping? You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's a negative <laughs> way of looking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to be deliberately de- divisive. Um, no, uh, no, I think yeah, they're, they're both brilliant. They're both really, yeah. really good. Yeah, um, I just wanted to touch on that that mystery third game as well on the Master System and Game Gear. I haven't played it. I had a quick look on YouTube before we started the episode. It's a very sort of short, simple game. There's not much gameplay to it from what I could see, but there's a lot of story. Like it follows the story almost perfectly. And Is it has, not based on the Mega Drive one? Have I imagined no, not, this? I, I, I mean, I've always been confused because I knew there was lots of smaller versions and I wasn't clear on what was based on what. But it seems like... Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the, the Nintendo version. I know there's, that there's a, like a an 8-bit version that looks exactly... Well, not exactly, obviously, but it yeah. follows the Mega Drive version. Yeah, so the, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color versions are... I haven't looked at them to be honest. I don't know how faithful they are, but apparently they are of the same lineage as the Mega Drive one, so they take okay. all their cues from that. That might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's confusing. But this Game Gear Master System version apparently is completely different. I don't know who is, who made it uh, or when it came out, but it is it's a third option if you if you're still looking for something Aladdin-y. and it is one that follow that stays very true to the story more so than either of these. So and it's got all the it all like the the, the cutscenes play out in the gameplay sort of thing and um 
you know, so it's um, it might be worth having a little play. I was going to say, yeah, it might be worth checking out. Yeah, yeah, I'd, um, yeah it's a, it's an interesting thing. Obviously, Aladdin was really huge at that time, so they had um, umpteen versions on all sorts of stuff. Well, I mean, that was quite. A, Aladdin isn't sort of the only instance of you know you could get a game released on two consoles and they would be completely different. Oh, completely different things. You don't really. That's another thing you don't really get now, do you? you uh, get, no, you don't. I mean, it it all comes down to how different the Mega Drive and the SNES were, really, yeah. isn't it? Because you know they had their strengths and weaknesses, and you couldn't really make the same game for both, really, could no. you? Because you had to, you know, make compromises in certain places. You know, the the SNES didn't have as good a processor. The Mega Drive didn't have as many colors and the sound and that kind of thing. So it's very difficult to find the same experience you know usually one is better than the other and it's whichever ones the devs kind of based it on i find because yeah. usually they'll base it on one thing and then kind of make a port for the other one and it doesn't there's a lot of compromises made so it's um it's, it's it was a very interesting time as i say as yeah. you said you don't get that anymore with the ps4 and xbox one versions they're pretty much the same aren't they yeah, I mean, well, now we've got all sort of middleware and, you know, all, all the engine, you know, everything runs on Unreal or Unity or, mm. you know, mm. so once it's made, it'll basically, you know, if the machine can run Unreal Engine, it's going to run, it'll play essentially the same on all the platforms. Yeah. Um, but, you know, back in the day, you would get completely different versions of the game made by different devs with the same you know the same name and it'd be completely different things on different systems so, yeah. uh, there's, there's pros and cons to to each side of it really i mean obviously mm. it's nice to know that you know you're not going to get a, a lesser version of the game just because you've bought an xbox rather than the playstation yeah but at the same time there was something nice about you know each console having its own little unique you know features and games and yeah it's really interesting because I know, because I've played a lot of Mega Drive, there's only a handful of SNES games I've really played properly, to be honest. And it is always interesting when you play them and you see things that that system could do that the Mega Drive couldn't. You mm -hmm. know, all the effects and the, the Mode 7 and all that kind of thing. And it's interesting to see, oh, so this is, this is these are the things that they were getting, whereas we were getting, you know, other stuff that they weren't. And it's just, it's, it's fascinating yeah. to, to, to play retrospectively, I find. Have you, have you played, oh, we're, we're going the off topic here, mm, where we probably right. shouldn't need to, we need to keep on track. But um, <laughs> did you play that, um, the port of um, Green Hill Zone, Sonic, that uh, someone I, did to the no, Super Nintendo? I, I saw it, I haven't played it yet. It's really oh, good. I, is it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I, I was very interested by it. I still haven't got around to playing it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just amazing. You like that would have been mind blowing back. Oh, the day. it would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I love stuff like that. It's brilliant. Right, so I think we're done with. Well, I say we're done. We're not. <laughs> we never really got to a consensus, but yeah, that's the best we can do. I'm afraid. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, but we will come to a decisive thing on the next thing because we have got the 2020 Podum Up Awards. Is this the, th the third annual Podomop? It's the third annual Podomop Awards. Annual Podomop so previously Awards. we've crowned um, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective from yep. Capcom. Give us a good and, Capcom. Yep, and Uncharted, not Uncharted. Uncharted? <laughs> Uncharted. Uh, Undertale. Undertale, I knew it with yeah. Un Undertale by a good old Toby Fox. Yeah. So uh, within the next, you know, half an hour or so, we will crown a third um, game into the... The, the, the Annals Hall of, of Fame. Time. Yes, yeah. the Annals <laughs> <Yeah>. of Time. <laughs> <laughs> so stick with us, we'll take a little break and we'll come back and do just that. Cool. Cool. 
Welcome back. You join us at the annual Pod'em Up Awards. Indeed. This is where we pick our favourite book club game of all the games we've covered this year. Um, so these, the, the, the finalists are Jet Set Radio on the Dreamcast, Dino Crisis on the PS1, Katamari Damacy on the PS2, Wild 9 on the PS1, Knuckles Chaotix on the Mega Drive 32X. Chibi Robo on the GameCube, Costume Quest on the Xbox Live Arcade and PS3, uh, Incredible Crisis on PS1, and we just covered them, Disney's Aladdin on Mega Drive and Disney's Aladdin on SNES. So, I've got a little um, uh, spreadsheet that I printed out here, I'm all prepared this time. Um, I've put my votes down on it, I'm going to mark okay. yours as you as you read them out. Okay. Um, basically, we, we, I've changed it up a, again a little bit this year. Um, because what happened last year, for anyone who will remember, is that we had two games that were getting a lot of votes, particularly. That was Undertale and Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid was getting a lot of uh, honourable mentions, but it wasn't getting the votes because it was going for the same categories that Uncharted... Um, Uncharted? I did it again. You did Undertale, it again, yeah. Uncharted on the brain. Undertale was getting. So it ended up getting less points, even though it's probably the second best game in the bunch. So I've had to think about this, and basically, for each category, um, we're going to give a runner-up and a winner each of us so um, the the winner from each will get two points and the runner-up will get one point so if we both pick the same game as the winner it will get four points for that category okay is that clear yes yes if you don't understand you'll pick it up as we go along yes so there's slightly fewer categories this year to sort of account for the 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 extra kind of babble probably um but yeah, and we've got a listener award and our ultimate favourite awards where we'll pick uh, three uh, games each, game one, two, and three points, uh, respectively. Yes, I think okay. it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a more varied. I think so. I think it's be. It's hard to predict what the what the overall winner is going to be this time. Yeah, I think. I think so. There's a game. I won't say what it is, but there is a game that's come out top quite definitively for me. Okay. But I don't know if it's the same one for you, actually. So it's going to be really interesting because I don't really know what's going to come, what's going to happen. I'm hoping it's going to be fairly decisive and we don't have like a complete tiebreak at the end. <laughs> That's not been the theme of this today's show, has it? So, um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So the first award is the graphics award, as always. This is for outstanding achievement um, in the field of graphics on its own console, basically. Mm-hmm. So obviously a Game Boy game won't as look obviously as good as a Xbox 360 game, but it's about it's relative to the strengths of that console, basically. Yeah. So what's your runner-up for graphics? The runner-up for graphics is Aladdin on Mega Drive. Okay. Um, basically, for the the reasons we discussed uh, yeah. in in the in the thing, how much it it was character sprites done by the Disney animators, you know the backgrounds, it it looked as close as you could get to playing the film on the technology at the time. So that was the runner up for me. Yes, that was also the runner up for me, cool. for the exactly the same reasons. So your 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 winner for the graphics award is Jet Set Radio. <laughs> same for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it could only really be those two, couldn't it? Yeah. I mean, you just have to look at a screenshot from Jet Set Radio and you can see how awesome it looks, really. Yeah. And it, it hasn't aged at all. It looks no. as good now as it did then. Uh, that's it's just that's the great thing about cell shading. It mm. looks brilliant at whatever point in time you look at it. Yeah. You know, the, the the colors, the the vibrancy, just the, the graphical style of the whole thing, the whole graffiti thing adds to it as well. The bright blue Sega skies, you know. It's just it's a brilliant looking game, absolutely 
gorgeous. It makes the Dreamcast sing, basically, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, fantastic. Superb. Okay, so the next category is the Music Award, which is very self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. My runner-up in the Music Award is uh, Aladdin. Okay. We, as we've just discussed, really, it's, it's got a great soundtrack, uh, beautiful versions of the, the songs from the, the film, some great, some really good original pieces as well. Um, particularly the the desert, the second one, the second level, the desert one. Yeah. A great little catchy tune. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my runner-up. Uh, it's mine as well. Yeah. Okay. Cool. For the same reasons. For the same reasons. Okay, yes. we're aligning. Ooh, we're aligning. Here we go. Um, <laughs> we might align on the on the winner as well. The winner <laughs> from is Katamari Damacy for me. Oh no, no, my winner oh, okay. was Jetset Radio. Oh, Jetset. Yeah. Okay, another good. Obviously, that was that would have been my third one. Yeah. It's a great soundtrack to Katamari Damacy. You just have to listen to the intro to. Oh, I love the intro. To get yeah. it, it's one of the best intros of any game yeah. ever. I think. <laughs> Um, just that alone almost maybe put it in but the, the, the fact frankly the rest of the soundtrack is brilliant too it's just so sort of weird so very Japanese just kind of kind of crazy lyrics and stuff but it's just a really catchy music absolutely lovely goes with the gameplay so well um, fits it really really well so that's that's why I picked Katamari Damacy yeah so I can yeah I can I can get behind that it's a very mm. good choice um, I went for Jet Set Radio um Probably just because I spent so much time playing it back in the day, and it, sure. it, those like the the little tune it plays during a loading screen, where the little sort of walkie-talkie things bouncing around on the screen, yeah. and yeah. it all it complements the game so well. Mm. Um, it just com- it completely get the vibe. Like if you if someone said, you know, what's you know what kind of what what's the game about what what's the feel of the game you could play them any track from that game and they could probably get a, an idea of what what kind of style and atmosphere the game was going to have i think it's all yeah. it's all very cohesive um yeah some great tracks in it and uh the composer is on twitter and he's he's mad he's he's great <laughs> he's um yeah he's a crazy guy to follow so yeah um music award just at radio Brilliant. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. Yeah, um, it's, it's very very good music. Um, not always necessarily my kind of music, but I totally appreciate you know how kind of you know influential it's been to a lot of people. That soundtrack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very very good. Um, so the next award is the level design award. Now, obviously, this fits perfectly for a platformer, but for any other type of game, it's really kind of the structure of the the game's content and you know that kind of thing. So if, Puzzle structure, uh, know, challenge structure, that kind of thing. So the the the, the, the design of the game, almost, you know. Um, so what have you gone as your runner-up for that category? I have gone with Incredible Crisis. Okay, cool. Like you say, it's it's a category. So you would think it would be more suited to platformers and things like that. Yeah. Um, but some of the crazy mini games um, and some of the daft stuff that happens in Incredible Crisis is so imaginative and so so bananas. Mm. It just uh, it needs to be recognised. So yeah. I, it's not good enough to to win the overall award, but a runner-up award. It's I think it's definitely worthy of. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's just there's some bananas stuff in there there really yeah. was it's kind of like you know some of the mechanics were fairly simple but like it's almost like the excuses of how we how we can use these mechanics <laughs> in the most daft way possible yes. 
<laughs> and it's just it, it's love. It's it's a really lovely game actually. Yeah. Because you know yeah 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 I can see where you're coming from that definitely. Um, my runner-up was uh, Aladdin on the SNES. Okay. For reasons I said earlier, really don't really need to go too much into it. Just the the design of the the levels themselves, you know, literally really good. Um, Aladdin for the SNES is my overall winner for level okay. design. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. For, again, for the same reasons we discussed. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like I said, you know, if I'm thinking with my my head rather than my heart. It, the Super Nintendo one was the better game, yeah. Um, and you do get that that sort of that flow over gameplay. Um, yeah, I think yeah, as we discussed plenty in the, in the main part of the show. Um, yeah, mm. I'm going to go with that as my mm-hmm. my main one. Okay, my main one um, is Katamari Damacy again. Okay, yeah. Um, I I just loved how when you start off, your uh, if you've never played it, it's basically about rolling a big ball and sucking up other stuff to make a bigger ball. You start off surrounded by very, very small things, you know, in a tiny part of a room, say, and then you get more and more bits and you go off to another area and then you come back and suddenly you can suck up bigger bits in that same area. And that whole idea I just absolutely loved because the the design of the levels really sort of catered to that, like, you know, you're... You, you seem like you're exploring a quite a small place and then suddenly you would go over the hill and it would just be a gigantic area as well and then suddenly you were picking up things really easily that were gigantic before and impenetrable and just thought you they were part of the geometry but they actually become things that you can pick up um, and just the way those things were structured and laid out I absolutely loved so that's yeah. why I gave it the level design award really yeah I think that's mm. great so the next one, it's a bottom-up favourite, is the character award. Yes. It's the, uh, the the one character in a particular game, which will represent the game, obviously, that that you really loved, basically, for any reason that you want to give. Okay. Uh, okay. So do you want to go first? Okay, I'll go first. Uh, yep. My runner-up for the character award mm. is uh, Chibi Robo. Okay. Because uh, he's a nice little robot. He's... I love his design. Um, I love his just little friendly demeanour. He just he just knocks about the place doing nice things. He's a, he's a lovely little fellow, he's a, isn't he's he? He's a good little boy. Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to. I can't I can't I can't over egg the pudding on that <laughs> one. He is he's he's a good robot. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, so what's your who's your winner then? Um, so uh, my winner of the character award is uh, King of the Universe uh-huh. from um, Katamari Damacy. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he's 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 mad. He's, the he's disdain he has for his own son is just yeah. hilarious. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. He make the what was it the um, Cygnus constellation? He's like that's the, the worst, the sickly looking swan, the worst swan I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, like, it's brilliant. I love him. At yeah, least the, the 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 lines. Unfortunately, I can't remember any. Of them. I can't remember what they are. The lines but exactly, but you know, they're beautifully written. Yeah. Um and yeah, what was I going to say? There was also his backstory about how he's just destroyed the whole cosmos on a drunken bender, <laughs> and then just. Doesn't even lift a finger to fix it. He just gets his son to do it all for him. Yeah, and it's just he's—you <laughs> can't help but love him. No, he's exactly. Just, he's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's my very, number one. He's very good. Um, yeah, the reason I held back is because I've got those same two, but in the opposite order. Oh right. Okay. Cool. Okay, so I've got uh, Katamari Damacy's King of the Cosmos is my runner-up, 
but my my winner is Chibi Robo for the reasons that you specified. He's oh. a, just a lovely little fella. I, that I, surprises me. I, I I thought I thought you were going to go with the the uh, King of the Universe. That was my. I, I thought you uh, you would do what I did. <laughs> so that's really interesting. We cancelled each other out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I fell in love with him a little bit because he's just a very nice, charming little guy. Um, you know, the characters in there are, are great anyway, really. But I just I like how he's he's mute as a lot of game characters are, but I think it works really well for him. Yeah. Because you know he just kind of goes around solving all these problems without really saying a word, and but he, he all he wants to do is just help people. He's not in it for himself or anything like that. He's just the most helpful person. Yeah. He's ever. Just a- even though he's not really guy. a person. Yeah, he's lovely. He is. Well, he is a person, really, isn't he? Is. he? Yeah, he is. He's got a heart in there, definitely. Okay, um, kind of on a similar basis, but not not necessarily, I felt that so many games have this that we should make an award for it. It's the Charm Award. Mm. Now, this can be, you know, humorous dialogue. It can be a charming setting. Um you know, charming art style, anything that you found particularly endearing about the game. So my runner-up for this is Chibi Robo. It's, I don't, as I just said, the characters are just really nice. Yeah, <laughs> they're really funny. They're, you know, their little backstories. They've all got little backstories and things like that. Uh, and again, for the same, same same sort of reasons, he's a lovely little guy that likes to help people, and you can't help but be charmed by that. I got a feeling. We're going to be on the same page with this this one, um, yeah, because that's my choice for runner-up as well. Okay, um, <laughs> for the same reasons. Yeah, um, yeah, I, can't, I I second everything you said. Okay, and so my, <laughs> I think you might match this. My winner is Incredible Crisis. Oh, oh, no, okay. I I went for Katamari Damacy. Okay, yes, I mean, yeah, as I said, there's so many contenders here. Katamari yeah. Damacy is incredibly charming. Um, yeah. Oh but, no, I I can see the argument from yeah, Incredible yeah. Crisis as well. Yeah. Exactly. They're all in there. It's really hard to pick yeah. a runner I'm up. I'm glad though. Winner. I'm glad it it mixes it up a bit. You know, rather it does. Like yeah. The, the past couple of times, like the first year was Ghost Trick for everything. <laughs> it uh, was last year was Undertale for everything. So it's nice <laughs> to have a bit of a, a mix this time. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad that it's not like that again because yeah. it does make it a little bit less predictable. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so Incredible Crisis was, the, you know. Uh, a lot of it is down to Tanio, actually, because mm. he's just hilarious. Yeah. Because he's... <laughs> the graphical detail isn't, obviously, as much as it is these days, but despite that, you can see a lot of expression on his little face yeah. as he goes from one disaster to another. And it's like, it's, you can see the exasperation in the <laughs> on his little face <laughs> and his little screams as, like, one terrible thing happens to, to him after another. And there's just something very charming about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the yeah. whole family really. They're, 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 yeah, the, you know, yeah, the whole family. Uh, the wife similarly as well, actually. Yeah, because she gets into a lot of scrapes as well, and it, she has like wow, these kind of screams, <laughs> and it's just yeah, it's just very funny. You it know? is. It's a very, very funny, funny game, game, a very charming game. So yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. I mean, Katamari Damacy. Again, we we've everything we've spoken about really. Uh, you know, the yeah. prince is a lovely little character. Um, you know, just the design of him is is all. 
quirky and peculiar. He's got like he's like hammer shaped head and he mm. just rolls things around, sticks it to a big ball, the king of the universe. Uh you know, you roll over a cat and his little legs kick about. Oh yeah, uh, I love that. Yeah, you know, it's all <laughs> just everything about the game, the the music you know the art style, the gameplay, the, all the little details of the, the things you pick up. Everything just oozes it's charm. It oozes charm you know, exactly. That. It, it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. So, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's it's close. It really is close. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, good, I, I good think we've got the way, three the three biggest contenders there. Anyway, yeah, definitely. definitely. They've all they've all actually worked out as equal points. So that's you know can't say fairer than that, can we? Yeah. Um, the innovation award. Mm-hmm. So this is where a game takes its genre and sort of mixes it up and does new things with it, you know, or invents a whole new genre, if applicable. Um, my runner-up is Chibi Robo. Okay. Because there aren't that many games really quite like Chibi Robo. It's not like that. It's sort of described as an adventure platformer. Um, it's quite sort of open-ended. You know, you can go around exploring. Um, you're a little guy in a house, you know. I just couldn't think of many other games that were quite like it, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's very sort of non-threatening kind of gameplay, quite constructive. You know, you find out all the stories about the family, you know, it gets quite deep in that regard and all their little problems, trying to fix them. Um, and it's just, it was not so much innovative in a genre sense, more innovative in the sense that I hadn't really played much like that before. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, yeah, it's a good choice. Hmm. Um, my runner-up was... Uh, I chose my options for the Innovation Award based on the description, something that made the game feel different from similar games of the genre. Okay. Yep. Um, so, on that basis, uh, my runner-up was Wild Nine. Yeah, yeah, that's um, perfectly valid, I think, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, you standard platformer, left-to-right platformer, everything you'd expect, but... The mechanic of you know the I can't remember what it's called now the rig wasn't it? Um, it's a rig, yeah. Uh, where yeah. you can grab the enemies, slam them about, and hook onto things and swing about. I thought, it, yeah, that that's yeah. the that's the enough. rig mechanic gives it the 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 little innovation award for me. I think it works really well as well when you like chuck an enemy on some spikes and stuff. Yeah. They use it in quite innovative ways. Um, and sometimes you've got to think, oh, how do I get past that bit? Oh, I need to find an enemy and things like that. It really makes makes you sort of think. And, you know, it's quite um, versatile in what it can do. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I can definitely see that. Um, my number one pick for this area is Katamari Damacy, just because it's a gameplay type that I've never really seen before. And it's just so well done, you know. Um similar reasons to Chibi Robo really it's just it's just a game that I haven't really seen much other than its own sequels I haven't seen anywhere else really yeah. and it's such a simple idea as well you know it's you'd think it's such an obvious idea really in a way but it's just it, it's implemented so well so yeah that's my innovation oh, that's a good choice yeah winner yeah um, my one, I don't know if you're going to agree, but again, I, w- I was going based on yeah. something that differentiated it from similar games and genre. Yeah. Um, I went for Dino Crisis. Okay, yeah. Um, because it is a survival horror game, and it's often described as just being Resident Evil with dinosaurs, but it's mm. got a very different atmosphere to Resident Evil. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot, a lot more tense in places. Um, there's a lot more... There's not the relentless 
barrage of zombies that you would get with, uh, you know, mm. Resident Evil. The zombies were the, like this ever-present threat, and they just sort of bumbled about. With um, Dino Crisis, it, you kind of felt more like you were being stalked by the dinosaurs. They felt much more, much more of a threat than than the zombies were, and the whole atmosphere of the game, the whole ambiance, was much more threatening. Um, hmm. And yeah, and it just felt com- to me, it felt completely different to Resident Evil. Uh, it felt completely different to Silent Hill, which were the two main um, survival horror games at the time. So um, yeah, I'm going to give it to to Dino Crisis for for those reasons. Okay, sounds fair to me. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, so the so sort of the opposite of that award is the Archetype Award, which is a, a game that sort of fits its genre to a T basically it does it's a textbook example of its own genre um uh do you want to do your runner up for that if you wouldn't mind yeah okay uh well my runner up for that is i'm afraid actually i'm having second thoughts about it now i'm okay. looking at it yeah, that's all right take your time no i'm gonna think about it what's yours <laughs> all right yeah all right i'll leave you with it uh so my runner up is costume quest okay I just thought it's quite a simple RPG, but it is it's a good exa- I think it's a great introductory RPG is what I would say to anyone who isn't you know that au fait with the whole turn-based mechanics and things because it's it's really simple, doesn't bog you down with complex stuff. Uh it does get repetitive, but I think the basic formula of it works really well. It does innovate in some nice areas, but I think, you know, the RPG nature of it, you know, it's all there mm. in its sort of its basic terms, I think. So, yeah, that's kind of why I picked it, really, because I okay. thought it was, you know, it did it quite well. I had, I originally had Knuckles Chaotix as my runner-up. Okay. But I don't really like it. No. And... I would argue that it's not really that archetypical typical either no really, is it? i was going i was going for like, i was thinking in terms of like 16 bit platformers and you know yeah it's, but it's really not so i'm gonna change it i'm gonna go with okay. wild nine again as my runner yeah. up i think that's a good choice i think that's a, that's a good decision i think it's much much more fits the bill yeah much more fits the bill for for you know in terms of what fits in with other games in the genre because uh, knuckles Chaotix doesn't really it's got it's got the aesthetics of a, a 16-bit game and i think that's yeah. what what eked me towards it to begin with but gameplay wise it's it just doesn't it's hold a, up it's really. all over the place yeah. really it has so many different ideas that it couldn't quite put a lid on really yeah but, yeah so yeah. i'm gonna stick it to wild nine again yeah good choice yep he's a good platformer um, it's funny. I didn't think the innovation and the archetype award could be given to the same game. No, but, I know, but but the, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, it, it's it's very true to its genre, but it does innovate in in a in a nice way that doesn't kind of make it a complete make it feel like a completely different game. Yeah. Yes. So I I I think I, I had the same debate when I was looking at this myself actually. I did mm. debate about. I did have a debate about Costume Quest. It was on my shortlist, but. Yeah. I, I didn't. It felt too RPG light for me to yes. to consider it an RPG. I think yeah. if you know, if I was, if someone was going to ask me, you know, I want to get into RPGs, give me a game that will, you know, give me an idea of what to expect. I don't know if I could really recommend Costume Quest. I think that it would give a false impression of what RPGs generally are. So I couldn't really put it into you know a textbook example of what an rpg is personally but you know yeah. I, can, I can see the argument for it both ways yes it's, it's a difficult award actually because there yeah. are a lot of games on this list that 
that aren't really typical of their own genre. Yeah. So yeah. they might be in some places, but actually, it's a it's a it's a kind of a wild bunch, really. So mm. um, I didn't really think about that when I put it together. But well, no, but anyway. I, I I again, I like the I I'm I'm really pleased that we've got so many conflicting things because yeah. I've I've already lost count in my head of what scored was. So it's going to be mm. a surprise what the overall winner is here. I think I got an idea, but um, yeah. It's, yeah, I'll say this much. It's a lot closer than it has been in the past two years. Ah, oh, brilliant. So, yeah. Um, so, my winner for the archetype is Aladdin on the SNES. Okay. I just thought it was a very pure platformer that you know worked really well for reasons I've already stated, to be honest. Uh, I'm <laughs> laughing because my, my one is Aladdin on the Mega Drive. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, just because I went for, you know, in terms of a textbook example of its genre, um, being sort of a side-scrolling platformer, um, movie tie-in, game kind of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I went with Aladdin on Mega Drive, so... Okay, yeah, but I think You know, the, the divisiveness continues. <laughs> it does, but I think that... No, that's good, really, because it represents the strengths of both. Yeah. You know, they're both applicable to that award. So, yeah, definitely. Good. Um, right, before we get to the favourite award, we've got the listener award. I put it out on Twitter. Um, one game caught the ear of a particular fan base for such for yeah. the game and got far more votes than the others. <laughs> yes. So, um, these similar to our favourite ones, there's a, there's a one point, a two point and a three point available. As it turns out, the, the, the second and third place got the same number of votes. So, these two games get one and a half points each. That's fair. Uh, it's fair. So those two games are Wild Nine and Aladdin on the Mega Drive. So they get one and a half points each. The winner of three points, however, because it caught the ear of the the fan base, which is apparently very strong for this game, is Dino Crisis. Yeah, it had far more votes than. Yeah, it was it was a landslide really. When they it was Dino a Crisis. bit. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't control it. it. Was it went it went off? It went viral, as they say. So, but yeah, that's fair enough. It's yeah, um, I, I reckon that's a, a great choice. I, I you have no complaints to me there. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to the episode, I don't quite have the same opinion, but we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> so it leaves It'd be us boring to... if we agreed on everything. Oh, though, it, it would. It would. That's why it's led to such an interesting year on Bottom Up. I think. Yes. Um, but before we depart, we have the the matter of the favorite award, the overall our overall favorite games, and we've got three to choose from: one point, two point, three points. Let's do. Let's do them in that order so we'll do our one points first then our two points and three points so my one point goes to GB Robo okay um, for <laughs> I don't really need to describe it anymore really I've, it's been mentioned quite a lot already lovely little game I really liked it very very good yep uh, my one point went to Dino Crisis okay yep um, I just I, I really enjoyed revisiting it um it's a game that I spent a lot of time with when I was younger, and I think it still holds up. Um, yeah, dinosaurs. Mm, dinosaurs, yeah. That's a, that's a good selling point. Uh, yeah. So my two points go to Aladdin on the Super Nintendo. Really liked it. Really enjoyed the platforming. As I said, it's a very, very good, solid, all-round platformer. If you want a bit of platforming, this is your game. I've uh, got my two points. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, my two points went to Aladdin on the Mega Drive. <laughs> <laughs> this is very interesting. I didn't quite see it going this way. No, I didn't either. This is good. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, we've covered you've covered that. I don't think you need to say anything more about that. No, unless you want to. 
Um, so my three points go to uh, it, there was no comparison really. This was my absolute favourite game of this year. It's Katamari Damacy. Mine too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Brilliant. Yeah. It's um, it, it's just such a, a nutty game. I think it ticks so many boxes. The gameplay is amazing. The aesthetics are incredible. Um, it's just such a charming game, and it's so so witty and funny, and different. And and the game, the core gameplay loop is just really, really good and really, really addictive. And I, I, it was just one I was hooked on. I wanted to play it every night and finish it because um, it's just it's just pure fun. You know, gameplay should be about fun, and this yeah. is just screams fun. This game. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I just. Uh... If we just be repeating ourselves, but everything about the game is just unique and enjoyable and lovely, and I love it. It's it's great, and yeah, three points. Three points, right? I will tot up the votes. Perhaps you would like to regale the listeners with your rendition of the Me Maker theme, uh, while I just do that. No other console has like such great music for its like <laughs> no. menus, does it? It's no, it really doesn't. No. No, no, none of the others are bothered. Really. No, not even the Switch. No. You, know, you get the. Is it loads? But that's it. No music. Yeah, I know it's funny. Rubbish. Right, it's interesting. Um, so, there's only one game that got no votes whatsoever. <laughs> You know what it is. Knuckles Chaotix. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, poor old Knuckles. Yeah. Uh, it just, it didn't do the business really in the it end. It didn't, did it? no. No. It's an interesting curio, especially for a Sonic fan, but yeah, it didn't really. It's hard prizes. to recommend, really. It could, have, it could have got maybe music and graphics. But yeah. There were just too many other strong contenders in there. Yeah, agreed. So, sorry. Um, with one point was Costume Quest. Mm. Uh, still a good game. Still a good game. Had a li- had a few, f- just didn't. Yeah, it'd be a little bit repetitive and a bit simple, but it, you know, lots of charm. With three points, was Incredible Crisis, which I thought would get more. Actually, I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, again, we we did really like that, didn't we? And it yeah. Had again had its flaws, but there was a lot of charm there and a lot of 
fun to be had. With, with the argu- arguable exception of Knuckles Chaotix, and even then, uh, I say it's uh, is arguable, we haven't played any bad games this year. There hasn't been any, any game that I would say is bad. No, no. I you mean, know, to be honest... It's, it's other, been a good selection. Other than our bad games, um, special last year, or even this year, um, we haven't really generally played many bad no, games. I can't say we haven't really. They've have all we? turned out fairly good, at least. Yeah, there's yeah. always. But that's why that's kind of one of, the, one of the things I like doing is you know even a supposedly bad game. I think there's always a kernel of something good in there. Oh that yeah, can be found, yeah, you yeah. Know, so. Definitely. Yeah, but yeah, we've cool. said it Lots of times. Yeah. Um, so then we've got some ties actually. So let me see. Oh no, hang on a minute. Sorry. Before we do that, three and a half points goes to Wild Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then tied at six points each are Jet Set Radio and Dino Crisis. Okay. Um, seven points each, Chibi Robo and Aladdin on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, with nine and a half points, this is mostly down to you, I think, Mega Drive Aladdin. Happy to do my part. <laughs> <laughs> but the overall winner, and it is actually quite a margin in the by the end, um, it was Katamari Damacy with 17 points. I, I I thought Katamari. I thought it would be between Katamari and one of the Aladdins. I had a feeling. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I thought it would be between Katamari and Chibi Robo. Ah. I thought, you know, judging by what, when we talked about Chibi Robo, I thought it would end up getting more points from you than it did. I think. Yeah. So yeah, surprising actually. Yeah. How it how In it. In fact, all... it didn't get any points from you, did it? No, I don't oh, no. think. Oh no, oh, no, no, no it did. Yeah, it got, got a character couple, yeah. award. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So that surprised me a little bit. Um, I think I thought it might go to Katamari Damacy in the end. I knew certainly yeah. that's where my points, where most of my points were going. And I thought if you thought the same, then yeah, I'd yeah, Katamari. Say. I think was yeah, it's a very Podum up game in that. It is, yeah, mm. yes. So our Podum up winner, our overall winner, by quite a fair margin, is uh, Katamari Damacy. And well deserved. Right, 
So, the only thing left to do, Tibbs, is uh, work out what we're going to be playing as our first game for 2021. Okay. Um, mm. Do I get the selection or do you? You, you do. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to be switching to a system we haven't touched before. Ooh. Okay. Uh, we're going to be moving to the Commodore Amiga. Oh, okay. Yes. This is interesting. I've literally never, ever played a Commodore Amiga game in my life. Ah. Uh, we're going to be playing a relative... I think it's... I would say it's quite obscure. I don't know if many people have heard of it, and I'd like to draw a bit more attention to it. Okay. Um, it's a game called Walker. Walker? I've never heard of it. Well, there we go. It's a um, side-scrolly shoot-em-up adventure thing. Uh, okay. You play as a, a little bipedal robot, uh, or a guy in a bipedal robot. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll give it a go. I think we, we. I wanted to pick a system we haven't touched before. I wanted, yeah, that's certainly you know, that. Yeah, we've all sort <laughs> of gravitated around PlayStation, N sixty four, and you know the the sixteen bit consoles. Really. Yes. So yes, we do. I yeah. thought start the new year with something completely different. So yeah. okay, brilliant. I'm going to have to work out how to emulate this now because I've <laughs> <laughs> this is all this is a completely new territory to me. I know the Amiga's very well got a, a, a really good fan base behind it. Oh yeah, it? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you used to have is, one. You used to have yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I had it. I had the Amiga 500. Uh, mm. The 1200 is probably the one that most people, serious Amiga fans at the time, would have had the 1200. But it was a lot more expensive. It's still expensive now. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, the Amiga 500 is a, a lovely little little workhorse of a, a computer. Um, okay. uh, yeah, and if we get on well with it, there's a couple of other little Amiga games I'd like to cover yeah. um, throughout the you know future shows. But yeah, we'll kick off with that one, and we'll we'll see how we get on. Yes, definitely. I I I, I intended to get around to the Amiga at some point, but um, yeah, that's that's going to be really interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't expecting you to say that. That's for sure. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. All right. Um, yeah. So, any other business? Not really. No. If you if you like us, you know, give us a review on something if you want. Um, you can talk to us. Uh, pod them up at gmail dot com. We're on Twitter at pod them up, and um, I always forget the other one. Pod them up dot live. Pod them up dot live. Yeah. That's our little website. Um, and pod them up dot twitch. If I do some no twitch dot tv slash pod them up. Yeah, yeah, Twitch TV, Twitch TV slash Podomat. Yeah, if I do any streaming, um, I so still yeah, I still keep meaning to stream some Astrobot. I will get around to it at some <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, that'd but, be good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick it on Twitter when you do, and I'll yeah, I will, be able yeah. to tune in. Yeah, yeah, cool. I think that's that's kind of everything, really. Um, I think so. It's it's been a obviously it's been a crazy year for I've everyone. Been a stinker of a year, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think no one's had a good year this year. Let's be honest. Um, but if if we've entertained you at any point in that year, then you know if we helps you take your mind off things a little bit, you know, then that's 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 really good. That's yeah. amazing, actually. Um, so if you, if if you want to tell us that, that'd be brilliant. We'd we'd love to hear it. Um, I, would, I would be I would love to hear that. If if yeah. if, if our inane jabber is um, you know help someone feel better, then yeah, absolutely yeah, that'd be amazing. That, that yeah. would be amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th I mean, it's been another great year, really. I, I I love doing this show. I really do. Yeah, I do as well. Um, yeah. It's just it's because I don't really talk about games with anyone else, to be honest. No, no. It's, <laughs> you know, it's it's nice to just yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's just good. It's just good to to share games with each other and you know share sort of retro memories and what the games mm. mean to us and you know if other people find that interesting. I, I particularly love um, 
hearing other people tell us their their stories as well of what the games mean to them yeah um particularly how we've had stories where you know games have inspired people to get into game development themselves yeah. and you know influence what careers they choose and things like that so that's incredible to me oh, that, it is, yeah. you know just you know nintendo talk about celebrating mario we celebrate games we <laughs> i think that's our slogan for year four yeah <laughs> put them up we celebrate games we celebrate games yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe we're going to our fourth year, to be honest. I know, that's actually, I mean, actually mental, isn't it? It is nuts. It's a season four, as it were. You know, it's right around the corner. I can't really believe it. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, 28 episodes in the can. Um, yeah. Let's have another 28 more, at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> a few more than we're that. We're going to stop before that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll cover Sonic this year. We haven't done a we haven't done a proper honest a proper Sonic, Sonic game. game yet, no. Well, do you know what? It's his thirtieth anniversary next year, of course. Oh, I did have a Sonic thing in mind for, <laughs> for June. Good. It wasn't actually a book club game; it's something else. Okay. But I mean, we could do a Sonic game as well, definitely. Wow. Let's not plan the year out too soon. Let's see. No. Let's see how we get on. No. But already, I mean, we've talked about Zelda earlier as well. So yeah, few yeah, de- yeah. Well, oh yeah, we'll definitely do a Zelda at some. Kicking point. in the ether, so um, yeah. yeah, should be a really good year. Um, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so yeah, well, we'll hopefully we'll 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 see you there. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in, and yeah. have a great uh, Christmas and New Year as much as you can. Have a safe Christmas. Has a, and overall, year. have a safe Christmas. Stay and New safe year. out there. Stay safe, kids. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next month then. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. <music>